I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi friends, it's Auden Rags from Frau Pau, and we're here to tell you about our amazing sponsor, 808 Roller Skate. They're really awesome. Um, it is a roller skate shop that sells all of your possible skating needs. Um, and it was started by two roller derby skaters, which is really awesome. So when you go, they definitely know what they're talking about. For sure. And if you need any wheels, helmets, whistles, if you're a ref, if you're thinking about getting started in the sport, they have everything from what you need to get started to what you need to keep playing at a more advanced level. They're just, they're really knowledgeable and super helpful. And respectful of your budget. Yes, and respectful of you as a human being. Which is always good. Yes, for sure. You can find them at 808rollerskate.com. It's 808rollerskate.com. Go and check them out. Welcome to Frau Pau. We're your hosts, Odd and Rags. Uh, so, Odd, what do you want to talk about? Well, I got a new therapist. Okay. And I'm really excited about her, and I think she's great. Cool. Um, you also... Got a new tattoo recently. I did get a new tattoo. It's very exciting. 
It's Let's, beautiful. You want to talk about your tattoo? You want to talk about tattoos? <laughs> um, yes. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. And also, um, my partner and I have an inside joke because we, um, you watch this uh, reality show about a tattoo shop in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think because we were living in Hungary at the time and it was like one of the only shows that came on that was in English. Tattoo. 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 Instead <laughs> of tattoo. And it just makes me laugh a lot. Um, which uh-huh. is probably not even correctly pronounced in Australian Pro- English. Probably whatever. not. <laughs> probably not. It is weird when like people feel like they have to compliment you. I'll show friends ta- my tattoos because I'm like, really excited about them. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that interaction is never weird. But like having like a weird older person that I don't know. Ooh. Uh, that's very nice. Well, I also. Your friends. Most of us are tattooed. And if we're mm. not tattooed, we're surrounded by people who have tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a social taboo for our age group to have mm-hmm. tattoos. But when you're going to the doctor, they're like a medical professional who's probably older than you, who probably ha- actually has a lot of stigmas against people with tattoos. Because, you know, tattoos are supposed to give you hepatitis and this and that. And you're supposed to be this kind of person if you have, to have, t- if you have tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. you. They have all these. We put all these preconceived notions on them because we assume that they're going to put all these notions onto us. I don't project my shit onto people. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I call bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I just, and I I like my tattoos, um, obviously, because I spend a lot of money on them. Um, so I would hope so. I just find it funny that like, I get a text from you every other week to every month where like, I'm in, I'm getting a tattoo right now. Okay, but I'm like going through. You're I going like, through a phase. I'm not. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I am, I like to get tattooed in the winter. Also, mm-hmm. it's a very good coping mechanism <laughs> for how horrible my professional life is right now. Yes. So, and my therapist approved it. Perfect. Ink therapy. Yeah. So she's like, well, you may as well spend your money somewhere. <laughs> On something that you enjoy. Even. Yeah. Well, I don't technically enjoy the tattooing process. Okay. I'm but sort you of enjoy the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the outcome of the tattoo. Mm-hmm. I'm actually at the point where I stop asking people what their tattoos are. And if they tell me that they're getting a tattoo, I just wait till the next time I see them. And I'm like, show me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to tell me anymore. I want you to show me. And I want to see you also be excited about showing it to me. Yeah. I think that's kind of fun and cool. And also, like, it validates that person and their excitement mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. right to be excited. Mm-hmm. So I like to do that to people for people. Versus what I get when I go home, which is sort of like an eye roll. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the only kid in the house who, you know, has piercings and tattoos and so it's just like I come home with a new hole in my face or like new tattoo and they're like oh my parents told me that they would not actually they told me and my brother that they would not pay for college if we are in college and we come home with a tattoo so I bided my time by getting piercings multiple piercings in my ears and then my brother got a tattoo after college 
He got two tattoos. They found out about his second tattoo first. And then my mom basically tackled him to the ground on a boat to see the other tattoo or something like that. I'm sure I'm going to be reminded about it at Easter. (laughs) Basically. Um, I don't know. I just think it's like there's so much negativity attached to these tattoos. You're you're one of those people, whatever those people are. Like, you know, you're a rebel. You're, you know, an outcast. You're X, Y, Z or whatever. Um, you know, my dad would always be like, your, your individuality is on your inside. Your uniqueness is on your inside. And I'm like, but fuck that. Also, I just like having things on me. Mm-hmm. Well, I also sometimes have the opposite thinking. Like, I'm not cool enough to like be tattooed. <laughs> I mean, it's happened. So whatever. But <laughs> you, you can't really go back now. Yeah. Um, but or like, I'm like not artsy enough because I I'm the least artistic person. (laughs) Um, I don't know. So I think it can sort of go both ways. But I also, I think I got a tattoo initially because I wanted it to be, like, not even that I, like, I mean, I love tattoos, but I guess I wanted it to show that, like, people with tattoos or people with piercings don't have to be a certain way for Mm -hmm. the people who knew me. What was your first tattoo? Oh, it's on my foot, which is a horrible place to get your first tattoo. Mine's on my ribs, so tell me about it. Yeah, that was my second <laughs> tattoo was on my ribs. It's like, kids, don't do that. Yeah. Get it on your arm. Get a nice fleshy area first. <laughs> Not your ribs or foot. Hi, friends. This is Odd and Rags from Frau Pow. <laughs> we have some really exciting news. We're now sponsored by 808 Roller Skate. Woo! Yay! So 808 Roller Skate is owned by two amazing people, Half Pint Hellfire and Hijinks, and they are located on 405 Route 17 at Monroe, New York. And if you are like most people in our lives and don't live in New York, by all means, check them out on 808rollerskate.com. It's 808rollerskate.com. And basically, they have all your roller derby, roller sport needs. You need new wheels? Check them out. You need new pads? Check them out. Need some fun socks? They got it. Need helmets? They're pretty awesome. New boots, new whatever you need for roller derby or other roller sports. They got you covered. And they're super nice and very helpful if you go in and tell them sort of what you are thinking about doing in roller derby and what your level of experience is and what your budget is. Um, They'll sit down with you and show you a lot of different options that will fit your feet. Right. They're just super informative and know their shit. So go check them out at 808rollerskate.com. I was going to say my first tattoo was um, because my Nona or my grandmother passed away and she would always tell me on the phone, si tira avanti, which in Italian means you pull yourself forward. Um, Or I was going to get that or ti voglio bene, which is I love you. Uh, But I was going to try to get it in her handwriting and I was so upset that I couldn't find her card. I found her card three years later after I got the tattoo. Um, So Chrissy helped me get a font that was closest to my grandmother's handwriting. Um, And then I had the artist do C. Tira Avanti and it's like on my left rib. And it was easy to hide um, because I didn't really want my first tattoo to be very visible. And I kind of wanted something that was like for me to know is there and not really for other people to know is there. And my mom didn't find out until like 
she came up for my double ovarian cystectomy. And then like a few days later, we were out to brunch at a diner. And like, I wasn't, I was coming off of like the Percocets and everything. So like, I wasn't stoned by any sense of the imagination. And they were talking about tattoos and she's like, do you have a tattoo? And I'm like, maybe. And she's like, you do, where is it? And her and my aunt basically were like, where is it? And I'm like, it's here. And they're like, show me. So I had to like lift my shirt up at this diner and show them. Cause it's like right on my bra line of like where it is. So yeah. mom has very poor personal boundaries. <laughs> My mom's Italian. Yeah. We call that Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think it's in, like interesting how that the ideas around tattooing um, like are changing. I think especially around women and what people think about tattooed women. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because for me, like from my perspective, I see like tattooed women and I think like, you know, like artsy and creative or like bold or something i don't know like all those stereotypical things yeah but like i think that you know society on the other hand thinks of like there's automatically a lot of judgment about what right tattooed women do to their bodies Mm -hmm. air quotes Well, I also think that there's a lot of judgment about the tattoo in itself. Mm -hmm. For me, each of my tattoos actually mean something to Mm -hmm. me and I attach a meaning to them. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And I got them because they have a meaning to me. But you don't actually need to have a tattoo. Like you don't have to have a meaning for a tattoo. You could literally just like pineapples and get a tattoo to you. Like you don't need to attach a meaning. That's just my personal preference at this point in my life. But like if you wanted a banana tattoo, like who, who cares? Mm-hmm. You like it, but like, who cares? And I think a lot of people are kind of judgmental because they see this tattoo and they're like, oh, what's that supposed to mean? And be like, if you ask me, I'll, I'll tell you, I have a meaning behind it. But like, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to have a meaning behind it. And who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like you don't need something traumatic in your life to happen or whatever. So you can go get a tattoo. Like you could just literally like bananas and go get them tattooed well, I think that or just own goes- like a production company <laughs> <laughs> but I think that just goes back to like you know like everybody ha- like has to have an opinion about women's bodies like and what we're choosing mm-hmm. to do with them and so they get to comment on whether that's a legitimate reason or not or like who it says we are if we get tattooed yeah um and I think I am but not that I like intentionally go into tattoo shops and like try to like smash the patriarchy. Um, what? <laughs> but and I because I I mean, I love I get tattoos because I love them and I love the people who give them to me. And mm-hmm. um, I but I also just like think it's so stupid. Like also the what really bugs me is like, what is what is that going to look like in 50 years? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but. I don't know. You know, I think all of my tattoos represent like, well, don't worry. I think that just also gives it too much meaning. But like they are parts of who I am, who I was like when I got them. Yeah. Like even if it doesn't mean anything, like even if I had, you know, a pineapple tattoo. I think like the most important takeaway, at least on this conversation for me is like if you get a tattoo, great. If you don't get a tattoo, Great, but like, don't judge people on their choices of within their body. As long, it's not really that harmful anymore. 
like I know that in New Jersey, like that's a super heavily regulated state for tattoos. Even. Yeah. It's so like it's not super damaging anymore. And like, who the fuck cares? Like, well, that's I'll, my thing. It's like employers care. And I've seen like people turned away from but restaurants. But even that's starting to change. Well, I know. But like restaurants like can turn people away technically. Mm. I've seen it happen like when they're extremely heavily tattooed. Yeah. And like that makes me really pissed. Like they want to give you fucking money like to eat your shitty food. <laughs> Like, wait, wait, wait. So they're they're not turning away customers. They're turning away customers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant like workers. No, customers. Um, I mean this was in the South, so Okay. Yeah, it's a little different. Um but yeah, you you're gonna turn away people who wanna give you money because they look different. Like Well, it's and, like turning away people who are like trans or gay or black. Right, because they whatever. make other people uncomfortable. Like that it my tattoos like don't reflect who I am as a person. Yeah. I mean, I could, like, have, I mean, you know, it'd be different if I had, like, white supremacist sort of things. Like like a swastika? Yeah, a little different. Um, but, you know, if I had, I don't know, an anarchy symbol tattooed on me or something. Like, what? It doesn't really have to mean anything, you know? I don't know. I just get really frustrated with people um, who... I get really frustrated with people who try to police bodies, like men's bodies, women's bodies. Just like stop policing bodies. It's my body. I have agency over my body. If I want a tattoo, if I want a facial piercing, if I want to dye my hair, if I want to cut my hair off, who the fuck cares? It's my body. Yeah. If I'm not physically hurting myself, don't butt in. Right. And I feel like we're really lucky just being in the area we're in. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, because like in... At home, like in my hometown, like that would never be acceptable. Like I have really short hair and it's pretty constantly a different color. <laughs> and I I'm have- I'm loving a- this like lilac, by the way. Thank you. And, um, you know, like having a nose piercing and like tattoos and all that sort of stuff. And I, you know, can dress like pretty androgynously sometimes. And I don't know, I feel like, like sometimes I forget that we're in this sort of like bubble Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm on one hand pretty thankful for that but also on the other hand like it makes me really frustrated and also feel really uncomfortable when I'm like in other places oh yeah you know and I get a lot of stares I'm sure like I was wearing with a female partner also yes so we were actually in Home Depot the other day and I was wearing that pride hat from Stop Stigma um and I'm walking around and I'm like, I didn't think I was going to be this uncomfortable. And I grab my hat and I shove it in my bag. And Chrissy's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I am actually uncomfortable for the first time in a while. Like mm-hmm. just being in the Home Depot in my own town. But well, that's like that's like your safe haven for lesbians. Right? Exactly. <laughs> in Home Depot. And like, you know, we've been there a number of times. People don't really stare about us being women being there. It, yeah. But, like, the pride hat, I think, was, like, too blatant in everybody's face. And, like, I actually felt physically uncomfortable. Like, I actually wanted to walk out of the store. But, like, we were there to get something. So yeah. I was like, okay. So I, like, took it off and shoved it into my bag. And I'm like, I'm not wearing this. So, yeah. It fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, yeah. I un- I mean, I don't wear... I don't have a pride hat because I'm not like cool enough, but I might order one. Um, but uh, you know, when I do go home, I like feel like I can't dress like I do here. 
Um, like That's I, because it's really cold here and really hot <laughs> there. But like, you know, wearing like all my like snapbacks and flannel and all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. God forbid someone like mistakes me for, you know, someone like atypical. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, my tattoos are something, I mean, at least I'm, my, all, most of my tattoos are in places where, like, I'm generally covered up just because of, like, where they are, where they are, and, like, just also my style that Mm -hmm. I feel how I feel comfortable, but, you know, even more so at home, I'm, like, really aware of where they are and, like, how I'm dressing, Mm -hmm. and, like, God forbid some of them, like, shows, like, I mean, especially, um, you know, like in the summertime going home and like wearing tank tops and shorts and like, yeah. I also don't shave. So that's also like another thing. Like, again, stop policing people's bodies. Yeah. But. I know. It's the internal policing is really. It's hard because it's like you feel like you're doing something wrong when like you just want to do your own thing. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, I don't want to shave my legs, but. Because we have a scrimmage coming up this weekend, I'm going to shave my legs. Don't shave your legs. I know, but it's internal policing because I feel uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Or not doing it, rather. Yeah. And it's bullshit. It is bullshit. I'm trying to get better about it. Yeah. It's hard. And, you know, maybe you should just get a tattoo to represent your feelings. I did. I got a snitch. (laughs) We both got snitches. We both got matching snitches. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to tell us about your tattoos or anything really cool, um, you can send us an email at fraupalpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at fraupalpodcast and also on Facebook at mm-hmm. Podcast. We're pretty consistent with yes. our ads. What's yes. that called? Our handle? Our handle. Um also, we're pretty consistent with our uh, posts on Facebook. Uh, so we actually put up a post. If you want to be interviewed and you can't remember how to reach us on our Gmail, we made this handy-dandy little form that you can just fill out and it will auto-populate onto a spreadsheet for us because we're nerds and then we will reach out to you and we'll schedule an interview for the most part because we have boundaries and shit. Um, otherwise, don't, don't be, be a, a dick. dick. Hi, my name is Gina Bloom, and I am the host of the brand new podcast, Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture. I, a transgender female comedian in New York City, bring uh, some of my favorite funny ladies into the male-dominated pop culture of the past 20 years. Movies that I grew up on when I was growing up male that I still love and sometimes loathe to this date. We watch Rocky movies. We watch Patrick Swayze action movies. We listen to Insane Clown Posse records. We do it all, and we regret it sometimes, and sometimes it's pretty amazing. Here's some clips from season one. Really good, doesn't it? Like you're still alive, right? Yeah! Because then I was talking to these two guys. I was like, I haven't seen Fight Club. I'm like, what? You haven't seen Fight Club? I'm like, you haven't seen Elf, so we're the same. Exactly. Um, Elf <laughs> these is These are wonderful. both classics. Both classic movies, and there's no excuse for either one of us.
I think you'd be surprised at the uh, broad taste of Juggalos. Like, there are a few people that I see at concerts, but I don't even know their name, but I get so excited when I see them, and, you know, we, like, hang out and talk, but I couldn't tell you his fucking name right now. I can tell you what he looks like. He's uh, white. <laughs> Usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's taking care of their kid? He's, like, the watching robot. TV with his the two robot. best friends. The actual like, robot. Because oh, she's the robot's behind them, like, with, with pizza. You can find Sweet, A Lady's Guide to Bro Culture on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And you can follow me, Gina Bloom, on Twitter and Instagram at Gina Bloom or on the web at GinaBloomDoesComedy.com. Hey, even the Mona Lisa's falling apart.